I have food pairings today. Oh, what do you got? I got uh, some cheddar. This is this is my grocery grocery store's finest here. We got a uh, a triple chocolate brownie and some aged cheddar. Ooh, wow, you man. brought a, you got a brownie? Yeah, I'm sharing it with you guys. Hey, I definitely need to mention in this uh, taster um, my new information, my new finds about Newcastle Brown Ale. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. All right, so I got to eat some crow here. No, but eat crow. I just like I'm out of date or inaccurate about uh, Newcastle Brown Ale. So. My, my real embarrassment here is that I'm, I'm caught not actually drinking Newcastle Brown Ale. Uh, I didn't, ha- I can't find it in Bozeman. It's not a thing here. I know it's a big like international beer, but I live kind of in the middle of nowhere. I live in like a big city in Montana, which doesn't mean much. And we don't have access to Newcastle. So it's like, oh, well, I've drunk it for 25 years. Like I know this beer in and out. So I, you know, I can sort of fake it on, on the pod, but I messed up because it has changed. So you guys were saying you got more bitterness out of it than I was thinking you should have based on the old recipe but it is more bitter now than it used to be oh, so interesting we're good uh, larry good we're yeah crushing. you guys were right so <laughs> yeah awesome um it is now brewed at uh, the lagunitas brewery in chicago Shut it's down. yeah it's owned by <laughs> heineken so heineken purchased scottish and newcastle which is the brewery that that used to brew newcastle and then which is itself a you know merger a conglomeration uh, but anyway, Heineken also purchased Lagunitas a few years back. And I don't think that it's brewing Newcastle for the global market at Lagunitas in Chicago, but certainly for the American market, it is. And they actually, rather than sort of sweeping sweeping it under the carpet and, and ignoring, like trying to tell people or trying to convince people that it's still being brewed in, in Northern England, um, they were a little bit more open about it and had a, a sort of press push about six months ago when it came out in spring of 2021 saying that it's now being brewed at Lagunitas with a little bit of a Lagunitas touch. And that immediately makes everyone who likes traditional old school brands eyes roll. It's like, I mean, I got nothing wrong with, with Lagunitas. I, you know, Jeremy, so Jeremy Marshall, the brewmaster was in the press release and he's, you know, I know him professionally. He's a, he's a great guy. And I think he's a savant with hops. Um, but he said very honestly, and I believe him in the press release is like, you know, this is a really important brand. We don't want to mess this up, but we do need to make it a little bit more, uh, kind of interesting. And I think that was a nice touch because I think the beer, the brand really had sort of slid into a little bit of, uh, I don't know, just kind of mediocrity. It wasn't really just, it wasn't really trying to be a flavorful beer anymore. And so now it is a flavorful beer again, much more in tune with not only English style beer, but also Northern English style beer. So Newcastle is just South of the Scottish border. It's way North in England and the water chemistry there makes it so that, um, hops pop really, uh, assertively, and so northern english style brown ales are typically more bitter than southern english style brown ales and you couldn't taste that in newcastle but i think you probably can now again i still haven't drunk this beer it's only been a couple weeks since i uh since we did the taster episode on it but it is intentionally like eight to ten more bitterness units more bitter than it than the old version was and so it's a more interesting beer did someone call you out on it like did someone or no, like, no, I just, I happen to be burning. I just, fire was burning inside of Rick. And had to <laughs> out, went, like, okay, cool, cool. We take about two weeks in Rich between recording right. these. Rich makes we it take, right. I love it, though. I love it. between recording episodes. I, I spend the entire two weeks just <laughs> reviewing everything I said. Phoebe's word because you're just tossing and turning. I love <laughs> like it. Like right. about I Newcastle. She hates like. this podcast. She hates this podcast. It's ruined my life. Thank you, Rich. You made it right. You validated yeah, I hope so. the well, bitterness I hope that, that Larry and I sensed. I hope that Heineken and Lagnitas are collaborating to make the beer right too, because that beer used to be a really interesting beer. Northern English style brown ales were a, were a real interesting style at some point. So mm. I need to hunt that beer down and try it again. Cool. So thank you to the user. You. User, sorry the uh, 
the listener who um, who had us try it a couple weeks ago. And I apologize if that listener was has been tasting that beer and being like, Rich, this is more bitter than what? you think, you moron. Because I wasn't. Sure so. That was a cheeseburger. And I bet a cheeseburger was like, this is eight eight or so bitterness units more bitter than he's, <laughs> he's saying <laughs> um but thank you rich and there's there's the promise that rich will always make it right i will try I will but try. today's beer rich you have in front of you well so i just found that information about newcastle i'm wondering how many things i'm not finying, <laughs> how much old information i'm operating on. all right anyway moving on yes today's no, beer is that. we'll edit that that'll we, we you know we gotta keep the you don't need to edit it the out. credibility I'm, of I'm... these tasters i guess yeah you always I'm... make it right I'm certainly fallible. That's right. Yeah. Um, um, so okay. That- so today, yeah, we're drinking North Coast Brewing Company's uh, um, Imperial Stout called Old Rasputin. Mm-hmm. And this is recommended by a um, listener who emailed me, uh, Toby. So shout out to Toby. He actually took a class of mine at some point. Shout out, so, Toby. Appreciate hey, Toby. it. I love this beer. Thank Toby. you. Yeah, Toby, you got good taste, man. Thank you very much. Love you, Toby. Um, all right. Gentlemen, I see you are drinking out of bottles. I'm drinking out of a 16 ounce can, if you oh. can believe it. Oh, wow. I did have the so, canned option. I went bottle. I don't know. Yeah, why. cool. I probably should have well, so I have to admit, so, so in full disclosure here, because I'm, I've got egg on my face for the Newcastle League, this is actually brewed by Dan Gordon, another friend of mine uh, at uh, Gordon Beer. So this is, um, I bought this at Costco in Montana. And so the only way it's getting to Costco in Montana is because it's being contract brewed by Gordon Biersch in San Jose. So North Coast is a great brewery. I'm, I've been a huge fan of the beer for a long time, um, and I'm glad to see their beer get into my hands any way it can, even if that means it has to be contract brewed for additional, uh, additional um, production numbers. So, um, yeah, so if you have a, a 16 ounce can of it, it's possible that it was actually contract brewed by Gordon Beers. So um, I find it insanely delicious uh, brewed by either brewery. I think it's great. I so, love it. Um, all right, so pour it, uh, give it a little bit of head, make sure you get some head on there. And you should notice right away that not only is the beer jet black, but the head is this like beautiful tan color. Mm-hmm. You guys miss the, the tan M&Ms? Oh, yeah. I miss them every day. <laughs> I think of them all the time. <laughs> I'm always missing M&Ms. <laughs> They're no. the best no, no, no. They were great. They were, the I tans. am pro-tan. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> Pro I'm mad. Well, anyway. I'm furious every time I see a blue M M&M. and <laughs> M. Well, red is what took its place. I think oh, okay. this was in the '90s. God, I'm old, or I'm also probably wrong. Anyway, uh, it's um, so the head on this is nice and tan. Um, we can get into that later, but regardless, uh, take a smell, take a sip. If you smell roast and burnt chocolate. You're right. Mm-hmm. But if you only smell and taste roast and burnt chocolate, you're missing out on a world of beer that's underneath all that. So I don't smell, I don't, I don't smell a ton, but I think I got to warm it up a little. Yes. Temperature is a big deal in this beer. The yeah. colder, so the colder any beer is, the more you're going to notice the hardnesses and hardnesses are things like sourness, um, bitterness, certainly uh, uh, stringency, um, carbonation. And then uh, the, the sting of carbonation, I should say. And then as it warms up, you're going to get more of its sweetness, more of its kind of ripe fruit aromas, spice aromas. So it'll soften as it warms up. Mm. And this beer uh, definitely has some some softnesses and some hardnesses to it. It's a it's an intense beer. Yeah, but I'm it's tr- got layers and layers. I'm trying to figure out what fruit it is because it's there's oh, a fruit. I'm oh I'm getting like um, oh that's so much stronger. I'm getting um, dark, like dark fruits, like you know, like um, like a plum. Nectar. I get some plum. I think I, I think some plum. Larry, I love that you, I love that you came up with a category 
of fruits rather than trying to come up with a specific fruit. It's hard to come up with like, there's so much chaos in, in this beer mm. and there's so much chaos in your, in your head for all the different fruit aromas and other aromas out there. So trying to put a name on it is really hard and you can sort of whittle your way down. Is fig more crazy? More specific. Is fig crazy? No, I don't think so. I think it's oh, you getting like I just snorted the beer. <laughs> Maddie, most people drink it, but you can snort I just if you snorted want. Snorted it. It went up. Sorry. Oh, don't, Sorry. Don't blow it out on my can. Oh, the dog's drinking it now, Maddie. Hey, no, down. <laughs> she off. is here. She's off. 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 Quinn, off. 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 Good girl. Good girl. So where I'm going with that is Sorry. dark fruit is a great way to sort of get you into a category of fruit so you can sort of start to narrow it down from there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can come up with fruit colors is helpful. Otherwise, fruit families. So fruit families are things like citrus fruit. Do you get citrus? Yes oh. or no? Tropical. Yes or no? Um, berries. The purple, about- fruit, purple fruit is one you've mentioned before, and that's... Mm-hmm. Definitely berries. What about mm-hmm. stone fruit, like cherries? You mentioned yeah. plums. Dates are actually a type of Dates. stone fruit. Dates. I, I definitely mm. get a date. Like definitely a prune. Well, yeah. So dried fruit, that's a kind of a fruit character. Um, that you know, any sort of fruit can be dried, but there's definitely a dried uh character oh, to this yeah. beer. So plum and prune, uh maybe purple grape, but also definitely raisin. Uh that fig, is it like a, a ripe green fig or a dried no, purple it's, fig? It's what not a, it's not a ripe green fig at all. Not what if to, you put a f- not to me, sorry. Not to me. What if you put a fig newton in the toaster and burned it a little bit? Oh, that sounds delicious. Um, <laughs> That's what you're drinking. You I have an idea for dinner. <laughs> That's dinner right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, Rich. So, <laughs> that, is, that is spot on. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely um, fits. Dark fruits, uh, purple fruits, dried fruit for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go beyond fruit, though. Um, actually, another fruit we haven't mentioned, though, is um, uh, like baked apple. So I get a lot of like apple, sort of apple pie. There's p- burnt pie, gr- sorry, burnt pie crust as well as baked apples. I was going to say burnt pie crust spice. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, moving out of fruit, there's definitely a lot of that. Um, burnt toast. Yeah, like burnt starches, basically. Okay, go through your breads. Um, you know, do you, do you get things like, uh, white bread? Probably not. Do you get baguette? Probably not. Do you start, you know, when you get into like more toasts mm-hmm. and cooked breads, things yes. like, uh, you know, pie crust, what else? Like burnt graham cracker, burnt, like, uh, or not burnt, but like dark toast and, um, maybe, uh, the crust on like German pumpernickel or something like that, you know, yeah. kind of that just that dark bread character to it. Mm-hmm. I get, you know, I had a croissant for lunch, not for lunch, for breakfast earlier today, and uh, I get sort of like burnt toasted croissant out of it. This is I so totally, much going on I here. totally feel you. I almost want to, I almost, I just want to, I want a burnt toasted croissant with some like dark jam for some, some with some burnt fig newton. Yeah, like some, <laughs> it just, it just seems like it's just so right. I tell you, mm. I'm gonna bust out the grill. I'm gonna grill some fig newtons later. I'll throw them on. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie Flip to you. I was, drinking, I, was, I was drinking this with some brie the other night. Oh, that sounds it, good. It was yeah. freaking delicious, man. Uh-huh. I can see that being awesome. Yeah. I, can I just say this is why I love doing this. I love doing these tasters with you, Rich, with, with beers that I'm somewhat familiar with, like an you know, old Rasputin, mm-hmm. and even, even just honestly, Stout in general, is that, like you said, I don't think I ever would have really picked up on or 
thought about the fruit flavor side of things without mm-hmm. you calling it out. Like now it's unmistakable that I smell it now. Now yeah. I've like thought about it's it. In there, there. Yeah. But like I initially just would have kind of simplified it to, oh, burnt, roasty, chocolatey. Because mm-hmm. those are kind of the, I think, well, the typically said things, but also just the, the main, in the taste of it too. And so I just wouldn't mm-hmm. have thought of those. Am I crazy? Well, cool. This, I mean, sorry. No, go go for it. Like, no, I was like, am I crazy? But this it's 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 a bitter beer. It yeah. is a bitter. Like there's some yeah, bitterness. Very bitter, there's some bitterness to to this. It's highly bitter. Yeah, and it's highly sweet yeah. at the same time. And it's even got some sourness because it's got a lot of dark malt in it. So it's it's like it's a ten at the flavor scale. It's just got tons mm. and tons of of uh, yeah bitterness, sweetness, and and even yeah. a hint of sourness in there. Yeah. Um, is it? Sorry, so, I don't. Is it? What's the what's the alcohol like? What are we? Ten and a half, maybe. Oh, okay. No, eight, nine, nine. It's nine. It's nine. Nine. Sorry. Okay, so, so solid. So in there. Let me let me bounce real quick because we've talked about this on the stout episode of imperial kind of the idea coming from like it was being made for Russian uh, someone. I not the Tsarina, but the Russian exactly. aristocracy. Yes, yes, the Russian aristocracy. This specifically calls itself a Russian imperial stout. Is mm-hmm. that? Is there actually a Russian imperial stout, or is that kind of just playing with that history? Nope, it's it's okay. old school, and in fact, this brand itself, this beer, has been around for a while. Um, I don't know when it was first brewed. Maybe late eighties at, at the earliest, or, or you know, early nineties at the latest. And so that was a time when most consumers hadn't heard of of an imperial stout before. And so Russian imperial stout was sort of the, the gotcha. You know, it, it harkened back to the history of it. it, helped sell the beer, and it also was sort of the way people thought of that style back then. But since then, so many American breweries have, have run with this style that it's really the Russian moniker is not really part of it anymore. Gotcha. But Maddie, I want to go back a, a beat or two to what you were saying where, you know, where I'm helping you pick out flavors that are definitely there to you, but you hadn't you know, been able to put them to words before. This is the challenge of, of beer drinking. And first of all, there's like the, the subjectivity of it. Like maybe it's there, maybe it's not like, you know, if you've never had Fig Newtons before, how do you know that this tastes like Fig Newtons? You know, there's the there's the subjectivity of it, but there's also just like there's a chaos of like how much information there is. And so if you're trying to taste a beer that you've got no help on at all, try to come up with big overarching flavors, flavor family. So fruity. Mm-hmm. OK, is it fruity or not? OK, don't worry about specific fruits. Just do you smell fruits? Can you can you rifle through fruits in your in your mind and be like, oh, yeah, this seems sort of fruity. Or spices. That's another thing. Do you get spices out of this one? Like, I don't think there are a lot of spices in this. Maybe some black pepper, but it's not an overtly spicy beer. But then like malty bread flavors and all that stuff. For sure, there's a lot of malt and bread. Larry, what, what's what's going on? No, I'm just, I'm, it's just, yeah. a, I'm sniffing bottles. No, I'm just smelling the different bottles and like just. He's sniffing a KBS like bottle. I'm realizing this from the KBS, I'm not, I mean, mm-hmm. KBS, I get a lot of coffee that I'm not, uh-huh. that I'm not getting in the Rasputin. So yeah, it's just yeah. it's just interesting. I'm just trying. I mean, they're both dark beers. They're both stouts. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a part of me that would almost want to say because it's a dark beer, like I almost want. Oh, I'm getting like coffee flavors, but I mm-hmm. don't get a lot of coffee flavors in this old recipe. I mean, I mean, well, that, similar stuff, similar stuff. But I'm saying not as heavy as. But that kind of mm-hmm. touches on something that I asked about though. Is like because like KBS is made with co- like they straight up use mm-hmm. coffee right yes. to make it. Yes. Is but there's coffee flavor that comes naturally from. Roasting from, from, malt from roasted malt. Yes. When you taste coffee, what are you tasting? Are you tasting the coffee beans, or are you tasting the way that they were cooked and roasted? Yeah, the way they're roasted. The way they're roasted. You're yeah. right. High quality stuff. You're getting both, but primarily the, the overarching flavor of quote unquote coffee is just roasted, burnt, you know, vegetable matter, and that's what roasted malt is too. It's you know you burn the the vegetable matter, you mm. burn the malt. 
So yeah, there's a lot, there's definitely coffee flavor in the Rasputin, but, and I think a lot of listeners that, you know, are listening to this right now and, and hopefully they're tasting some, some old Rasputin, they're going to be like, Larry, you're full of shit. There's a lot of coffee aroma going on in this old Rasputin. And there is, however, next to the KBS, there's, a, there's way more coffee in the KBS. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that, that might be what is happening. Um, um, let me ask then, because we, we talked about like nitro, nitrogenation. Would yeah. like, if I were to serve this on a draft, nitrogenated, would it, so that's a separate kind of stout. So it's like, that's what was done with Guinness stout. That, but would it like well, enhance the flavor or anything? I mean, obviously it would change it. It soften it? It softens it. Yeah. I mean, it rarely enhances flavor. It just, it, it enhances the experience, but it really doesn't, it doesn't promote flavors. It doesn't mm-hmm. amplify any flavors. It just makes things. I wouldn't appreciate, I wouldn't appreciate smooth. the Russian Imperial stout anymore. Right. It, it's it's like that. it's like putting the like the fuzzy filter on the like during like okay. 1970s you know movies like I don't know like some of those movies seem fuzzy to me. Mm-hmm. Am I full of shit? You're in movies. Do you, do you, you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what that filter is? You shoot with like a little bit of Please that. say no. Please say I'm just full of shit. Oh, those just might be old film <laughs> roles that you're watching on. I was Degraded film beer. quality. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Oh. All right. Well, let's let's move away from well, my no. embarrassing movie gaff. But alcohol. Do you guys smell no, alcohol? No, no, but you're, yeah, it's a huge part alcohol? of this beer that we can't we can't discount. I mean, like, maybe I don't smell. Honestly, I don't smell a ton of alcohol. I know it's a. Mm-hmm. I know how to. I know might how be to too cold. Keep warming up. That's yeah. That might be not only warming up in your glass, but as you take a sip, just let the let the beer reside in your mouth for a little bit. That's a weird way of saying it. reside in your mouth. Let it move in. Let it move in. Move, beer, move. And then as you breathe out through your nose, feel if it's warming. Does it warm your throat and your nose? A little. Mm-hmm. A little. Yeah. It's warming. So that will continue. So that's alcohol warming. And as, as the beer warms up, that will continue to, to occur even more. Alcohol smells like a lot of different things. There are a lot of different alcohols in this. But the main one, ethanol, will give you sort of that, you know, kind of standard alcohol aroma, a little bit of burning, a little bit of warming. But then... There are other alcohols in there um, that sort of smell sort of floral. So if you get any sort of like dried rose character to it, oh. um, like I definitely get sort of this rosy floral hint to it, as well as a little bit of mint. So it's like a cooling mint, warming alcohol, and this dried flower, dried rose thing. The mint the is an interesting. And that's all coming from the, the elevated alcohol. No, that menthol ass, I, I totally yeah, the, get the that. the cool mint thing. Yeah, yeah that's definitely there. there. It feels like that. This is a really So great. that's courtesy of that's courtesy of alcohol, and you're not going to get it in a okay. you know in a Irish dry stout. This is a really good beer. Well, that also lingers on your tongue. It, it, it lingers in your mouth. Like I feel like now after taking the sip, I feel like there's a little that aftertaste has is almost mm-hmm. familiar to a mint. If I had like a strong mint. Well, and think about aftertaste. This beer has a long aftertaste that is a good aftertaste. So so it's high in bitterness. It's apparently 75 bitterness units. You know, bitterness does drop with time. So I don't know, you know, the fresher your beer is, the more the closer it is to 75 bitterness units. Um, but beyond that, there's a lot going on in the aftertaste that's not just bitterness. So it's basically bitter. any beer, yeah. yeah, any beer will linger with bitterness. But if you think about it, like take a sip, swallow it and then just think about the beer for a minute like this isn't good for a podcast like we don't want dead air for a minute but if you know if you're at home tasting this beer just think about it and after 30 seconds do you still taste a few different things that you tasted when the beer was just in your mouth do you taste fruit do you taste different types of fruit do you taste florality do you taste different types of malts uh you know roastiness do you taste caramel dark caramel molasses coffee 
dark chocolates, um, chocolate chips, uh, you know, burnt croissants, all this different stuff, burnt graham crackers. The more complexity that is present in the aftertaste that you also tasted in the, in the regular sip of the beer, and the longer that complexity lasts, that shows you the quality of the finish. Right. Okay, and that's definitely something we're borrowing from wine. And a lot of beer people hate the idea that like you judge beer on its finish. And the fact is a lot of beer styles, you don't, they're not supposed to have a finish. Like I don't need my Kolsch to still taste like Kolsch a minute after I've taken a sip. Okay, but something like an Imperial Stout that has a lot of malt added to it, a lot of hops, uh, it's got a lot of alcohol. It just has a lot of stuff added to it. If all the stuff that was added to it, I shouldn't say added, but all the stuff it was brewed from disappears, within a couple minutes of being brewed, uh, of being sipped, then it was kind of a waste. Like, why did why did we add all that stuff in the first place? At, at, at this point, it, I, will, I will say one thing you were just saying. Like, what I do love about this is the aftertaste of it does linger in your mouth for a long time. Hmm. At this point, I'm, I'm just, maybe I'm just overly focused on the bitterness. I just, hmm. I just, the bitterness is just, and I love it. It's just in my mouth. Yeah. It's just in it, yeah, completely. Like I, I actually even feel like that at this point, I don't even know if I even. I mean, I, I, you know, I get the dark flavors for sure, but at this point, I'm just, I just the bitterness is just what what lingers for me. Not Maybe time to pair it with something. If that doesn't, if that makes any sense, like a brownie. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it doesn't go that well with this brownie, and I. Oh. <laughs> so I'm pairing it with uh, with an aged cheddar and a. "Quote unquote triple chocolate brownie," which is uh, just a brownie with chocolate chips in it and a um, kind of a sweet chocolate ganache on top. It tastes good with that cheddar, though, doesn't yeah. it? It's great with the cheddar. This has to be craving cheese. It I crave cheese with cheese. this. Yeah. yeah well, well, look at it this way. All right, so this beer is very sweet and very bitter. Okay, and Larry, you're picking up mostly on the bitterness at this point. If you cancel out one of those, then the other one is going to dominate. Okay, and so pairing it with a sweet brownie, and this brownie is is a very sweet brownie. It's sweeter than the beer is, which is its own problem. If you pair a sweet thing with this beer, it wipes up the impression of its sweetness. And so what I'm left with after a bite of the sweet brownie is a lot of bitterness from the, from the beer. But instead, when I pair it with the cheese, which doesn't have a lot of sweetness or bitterness, and in fact, just has a lot of fat and salt, it allows the beer, to, you know, the, the bitterness of the beer to be a good thing to cut through the fat um, and, the and the savoriness of the of the of yeah. the cheese, but also the sweetness of the beer comes out that much more because the cheese has no sweetness either. So the beer wipes out the cheese. It sounds like it's obliterating it. It's it's not. It's actually a good pairing that they kind of tussle with each other in a good way. Whereas with the brownie, it just it doesn't work. The brownie is too sweet. It makes the beer seem really unbalanced. But when I said that I had this with some brie and it was you fantastic, were you were wrong. You think that's terrible? Yeah, it sounds terrible. I'm <laughs> fucking with it. No. It, you, you, you opened up with a question, so I decided to answer I got you, I got aggressively. You. But you, you would say that that makes sense. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it's going to be great with brie. So so the difference between an aged cheddar and a brie is the, the liquid content and the salt content. I mean, there are other differences, too. But with an aged cheddar, it's drier and saltier, and so it needs something sweet. Whereas the brie is going to work with uh, the bitterness that's in the beer, the roasty aromas that are in the beer, and also, if you can believe it, the carbonation that's in the beer. There's not a ton of carbonation mm. in this, but there's enough. And that's going to cut through some of that richness, that gloppiness of the brie as it coats your palate. So, And the brie is also going to bring in a little bit of its kind of own creamy sweetness that's kind of missing from the cheddar. But it's going to, it's going to be fantastic with some of that um, to cancel out some of the, the roastiness in the malt. So then that leads into my – I have a question for you, Rich. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have this friend, right? 
his friend. He's a good guy. Oh yeah, how was how was your your oh the brother? Oh, well, my brother. Oh yeah, my brother. My brother is great. Klaus is great. No, this is a separate guy. Hans, this is a guy. Spanish. I have a, I have a friend actually, and I have some bad news I have to break to him. Now this is, this friend oh. is a good guy. Is he okay? He's a great guy. I do a podcast with him. He's very nice. He lived in Chicago for a while. Um, our wives are very good friends. Oh. Um, he's a big Bears fan. I don't know why this is relevant, but he appeared on HBO's Big Little Lies once. So I got this friend right, and I got to <laughs> break once. I got to break some once. a couple times maybe. But I got to break some terrible, awful news that's going to just break this friend's heart. It's going to rip oh, his no heart out of his chest. In this world. It's oh. going to rip. It's going to destroy him. Oh, boy. So I, but I got some old Rasputin in my, in my fridge. Okay. I got to make him a meal so I can break him this terrible news and make him feel better. What meal should I make him? What's the perfect meal to make to pair with this old Rasputin stout for my poor friend? Uh, let's call him... Larry. Larry. Let's call him Larry. Let's, All right, let's what, call what him. What if his name is Larry? What if his name is Larry? That's actually, you know, this cuts a good corner. Yeah. That cuts a corner for me. Thank yeah. you. That makes this easier. What if his name is Larry? Let's call him Larry. What should I make for Larry to break this terrible, heartbreaking would, news to him? I would bring out a platter with eight different types of pickles and a <laughs> your finest salt shaker. Oh, Fill it with your finest salt. Oh, and uh, just call it a day. <laughs> Well, what if what if I don't want to patronize too much to Larry? What if what if what if he's not he's not going to be in the mood for that sort of thing? He's going to be like, "Oh, you chose the easy route and made me pickles." You know, I love pickles. That's too easy. I this see, news is I so see. terrible. You couldn't even make me a good surprise meal. What should I make for Larry? To answer your question seriously, I would go with um, I go with a. Oh, I'm trying not to be trite here, but I don't know if does it go, go with a meal. With, yeah, oh, okay. hell yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of something that would be better than a rich, fatty, oh. well-seared oh, God. steak. Oh, God. I'll go with, um, oh, Larry, remember that uh, Bisteca alla Fiorentina we had in Sierra? <laughs> that would be you motherfucker. So, so the like, yes. two-inch tall steak. Okay, so a Fiorentina. Porterhouse. <laughs> that, <Yes>. was, <laughs> that meal was fantastic, <laughs> let me just tell you. <laughs> So you got some richness, some fat in there, but you also have the the roastiness on the outside um, from from browning the meat. Mm. Uh, beyond that, I would top it with a uh, well, I was going to say like a buttery Ooh. mushroom topping, but I, why use butter when you can use brie? So let's melt Ooh. some some let's cook down some mushrooms, um, some nice flavorful wild mushrooms, some chanterelles, uh, mm. no porcini, and then uh, uh, mix it in with some brie and a bunch of chives. And um, spread it on this uh, on top of the steak, and then you mm. need a little bit of acid on there. And let's do a little bit of a um, I was going to say a kind of a red wine uh, Ooh, uh, reduction, that but that's tasty. that's too oh, no. that's too standard. Why don't we use oh. a nice beer reduction? Ooh. If you reduce this beer, it's going to be trouble because it's just going to concentrate the bitterness. But how about a nice little hint of uh, some uh, Creek Lambic? Um, so let's oh, make a little creek. There's gastrique. two beers in here. Ooh, and then uh, yeah, top it with some some good salt, nice. and you're gonna be in well, heaven. Well, well, I don't know your friend Larry. I don't know him, yeah. but my name is Larry. I don't know if you know that. I do know that. And yeah, my my wife is my wife is friends. With Our wives wife. are friends. We do a podcast but together. Yeah, if that was the meal, mm-hmm. you could tell me any motherfucking thing you want oh, to tell. Me. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> you free to meet up for dinner sometimes? Yeah, yeah. Let me know what's up. What's the bad news? I I'm ready to eat. I'm ready for the bad news. Bring on the bad news. All right. Well, that sounds delicious, Rich. That sounds that steak sounds that sounds really nice. All right. Is there anything else you want to add to this uh, tasting as we as we come to the last third or so of our? I, mean, I would Larry say, Drake is already. But. I would say I'm staring at a 16 ounce can of this stuff. This is a lot of this beer. Mm-hmm. I can drink it because it's enjoyable, but it is a lot of alcohol, and it's way 
more fun to share this, share any beer with people, but especially this sort of beer. So I'm thrilled to drink this beer with you guys right now. Mm-hmm. And if you're, excuse me, if you're a listener at home, try to find someone to share this with because it's a great sharing experience. It is. Great. I'll, I'll put I'll, in the tweet of this episode, I'll put that up front. So they didn't, so, you know, they didn't just sit here drinking a beer alone for this long. And then and so yeah, well, now you tell be, me it would be terrible if they had spent with us. Whatever. Well, they're drinking with us. Twenty nine minutes. They're drinking with their buddies, <laughs> the liquid bread crew. That's right. We're your friends. I'm more interested in your buddy Larry and the steak. <laughs> <laughs> what if the news is there's no steak? <laughs> That's the news. <laughs> All right. I will say a lot of people want to pair this with dessert. Okay. Mm-hmm. But. You run into problems when your dessert is sweeter than your beer, right? Mm. So this beer is not that sweet when it comes to imperial stouts. There are a lot of imperial stouts, especially pastry stouts, that are sweeter. That could go with something like my brownie or chocolate cake or something like that. But if you're going to pair this with dessert, make sure your dessert is not quite as sweet. Okay, so if you're going to do a chocolate brownie, put a bunch, put a bunch of black pepper on there and um, some uh, some dark chocolate, some coffee, something like that to make it more bitter and all that stuff. Cut through some of that sweetness, and then the, this beer is going to shine with it. That sounds great. Just from the get-go, the cheese sounds fantastic. That's where my mind... I mean, the steak, the steak sounds awesome. Ooh, Ooh that sounds nice. Um, but yeah, but there's just something about the taste of this beer. It really does seem like I you could just... Like, I could get a... I want a charcuterie. I, pl- I want a cheese board. Yes. I want a beautiful cheese board with these. I'm very good at cheese boards. It's a skill. My wife is great at cheese boards. Too. Well, we should have a cheese board off. We could have we a should cheese board see off. I, I, listen, there's nothing why I love you, more. You go blind? There's nothing I love more than cheese boards me, and charcuterie. Me versus, me versus Rachel. Larry's going to be blindfolded, and there's going to be two cheese boards in front. There's of no him. need we'll to compete. I will That's eat a good it point. all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can do a collab, a cheese board collab. Italy, the 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 the. Never mind. I'm I'm going down another road. No, what do you love about Italy? Well, it's just like you know the charcuterie in the morning for breakfast with all the cheese and the meats. Oh yeah, I it's love those so people. Good. I love those people. Oh god, I think I think most people around the world have breakfast done better than us. For oh one, a lot god. of places are just like, well, it's just where you just eat food. It doesn't need to be breakfast food. You don't need to create a category. You can just have like congee for breakfast. Oh. Anyway, I like, I like this. this. Amazing observation. Just eat food. I just eat food. Just eat whatever, man. Eat get a tortilla espanola. So, you're get, so yeah. tight about breakfast. Yeah, just why you gotta, you wanna have a pan, I mean, pancakes are also good. I don't know. Just I got lots. Beer. Listen to my breakfast podcast. That's what I'm doing for. <laughs> I got a podcast. Next, next on the breakfast, the breakfast, podcast, breakfast, the breakfast podcast. podcast. All this guy does is look at my breakfast podcast. podcast. <laughs> I got a lot of thoughts. Oh, boy. Anyway, thanks so much, Rich. Thanks thank you, Toby, for the thank recommendation. Thanks, Toby. Fantastic recommendation. It. We really love Old Rasputin, even though he was an evil old mystic who got what was coming to him. Yeah, I, you know, I was in a series called The Romanoffs. Oh, yeah. Larry was in That's the Romanoffs. Right. On Amazon. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful plug. That would have been great for when I ask you for your plug when it came in a out, moment. I know. I know at the time it was there. <laughs> yeah, don't be frightened by the image of that scary Rasputin on the cover. He's dead. They killed him. So, you know, because they didn't like what he was telling Tsar Nicholas or whatever. Happy birthday. Happy Thank you for myself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>